What if you could live for hundreds of years? What would you do with all those years of life? If you lived in the land of Xandador, you would need to figure out how to answer that question because long lifespans are normal in the dragon dimension. Now, people living for seven, eight, or 900 years does sound a bit fantastical, but did you know people here on Earth used to live for that long? If you don't believe me, just read the book of Genesis. That's where I got the idea for long lifespans. It's something that has fascinated me about the book of Genesis since I was a kid. It's mind-boggling to think of how many generations would be alive at one time, and I incorporated the idea of long lifespans into my fantasy world because I wanted to explore what it would look and feel like to live for centuries. Do you have an idea for your own fantasy world? Do you need help turning that idea into a story? If so, be sure to snag a personalized writing workshop with me to help bring that story to life before the end of 2022. All my October slots are taken, but good news, it's almost November, and three more spots are going to open up on November 1st. But right now, it's time to enjoy the story snippet from the Dragon Collector here on Day 9 of the 21 Days of Storytelling. Let's get to it! Welcome to a special storytelling edition of Published Before College, the podcast with short and snazzy shows that teach creative kids how to think like an author, build confidence in their creative writing skills, and take ownership of the publishing process. I'm your host, DK Drake, author of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga. During these 21 days of storytelling, I'll be reading you snippets of The Dragon Collector, book one of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga, and sharing behind-the-scenes Sinsider secrets along the way. In The Dragon Collector, 15-year-old Javen believes he is simply an ordinary orphan abandoned by his mother at birth until he is whisked away to another dimension and his destiny as the chosen one from the Collector bloodline is revealed. Armed only with an ancient weapon, a trio of old advisors, and his determination to win, Javen is soon caught up in a dangerous battle for the throne. Now his choices could save, or destroy, the people and dragons of Xandador, including the mother who just met. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 6. The Land of Xandador Sticky darkness. Cold wind. Uncontrollable laughter. Javen experienced all these sensations as he was transported through the portal with his mother by his side. He had no idea what was so funny. He certainly didn't enjoy blindly moving forward in the overwhelming darkness while a brisk, chilling wind pushed at him from behind. But he couldn't stop laughing, and he noticed Esmeralda couldn't stop sneezing. He kept laughing and Esmeralda kept sneezing even after they exited the portal onto the shore of a river moments later. Javen turned around and watched as the shimmering rock wall they had just stepped through returned to a solid, colorful, glowing octagon like the one on Earth. They both stood on the sand in the dead of night, laughing and sneezing and shivering for a good five minutes. When Javen's laughter downgraded to giggling and he could once again feel his toes, he spoke between giggles. Why am I laughing? Esmeralda sneezed. Achoo! It's a side effect of interdimensional travel. Achoo! She sneezed again. There, I think I'm done. I sneeze, some twitch, some laugh, some cry, some get mad, some get sad. You never know until you step through the portal. You are obviously a laugher. Javen took a deep breath and found himself in control of his emotions once again. Better than crying, I guess. He walked around, observing his surroundings. From the light of the normal-looking moon and stars, he could see a wide river in front of him and a forest behind him. Are we really in another dimension? This looks just like Earth. The landscapes of Earth and Xandador look similar. The same god created them both. 
Although we have our unique quirks, this dimension mimics your pre-flood Earth. God created this dimension to preserve the animals that couldn't survive in the post-flood Earth's atmosphere. Here, the oxygen is much higher and purer, allowing everything, plants, people, animals, to live about ten times longer than the average lifespan of things on Earth. So how old are you? I'm only 147. Only? That's old! Not here, not when you consider that most people live to be between 800 and 1,000 years old. People live to be a thousand? Wide-eyed, Javen realized Kenton really could be his great-great-great-grandfather. Uh, then how old is Kenton? He's 699. Whoa. Esmeralda chuckled. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Just don't tell anyone you're 15. Fifteen-year-olds here are considered incompetent, ignorant children. She sized him up. Let's add a zero to the end of your age. You could probably pass for 150. You mean I look older than you, my own mother? That's too weird to even think about. You've had a long day and been bombarded with a lot of new information. Let's get to the village. You could probably use a good night's rest. Yes, I could. Javen followed Esmeralda along the moonlit path through the woods, but he wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight. Too many questions and not enough answers were keeping his mind too stimulated to rest. Javen kept expecting himself to wake up. Walking through increasingly dense woods after midnight in another dimension with his mother seemed too far-fetched to be real. Yet riding a dragon, traveling through a portal, and walking in another dimension seemed more plausible than connecting with his family. Could Esmeralda really be his mother? Could she really be leading him to a place where he belonged? Could he really be an important person with an important role to play? These were things he wanted more than anything, but he wasn't used to getting what he wanted. He was used to feeling like an unwanted, insignificant outcast. That was his painful yet comfortable reality. If this walk through the woods wasn't a dream, he was going to have to rethink what was real and reshape everything he believed about himself. Only he wasn't ready to change his entire identity. He'd rather remain an unpopular, invisible, girlfriendless high school student-athlete who rode the bench during football games. Esmeralda, Javen said, halting in his tracks. I'm turning around. I want to go back home. She paused and pointed straight ahead. Home is this way. No, he crossed his arms. Home is in Montana. I'm going back with or without you. Esmeralda ignored his empty threat and kept walking forward. Javen tapped his foot and waited for her to come back. As he waited, he began to notice the eerie sounds of the woods and imagine the eyes of murderous animals watching him, coordinating their attack and preparing to strike. Perhaps he should follow Esmeralda now and wait until daylight to make his way back to the portal. All right, I'm coming. He sprinted to catch up with Esmeralda. When he reached her, he made her stop and asked, Were you really going to leave me by myself? She tilted her head. Were you really going to try to activate the portal without the keys or knowing how to decipher the code? Oh, guess not. If you still want to leave in three days, I'll take you back like I promised. Until then, I expect your cooperation like you promised. Okay. Javen nodded, took a deep breath, and proceeded. He only made it three steps before ramming into an invisible wall. He faltered backwards and would have fallen if Esmeralda hadn't called him. What was that? You found the invisibility shield that protects Gree, our village. He worked to regain his balance, then asked, Why do you need a shield to protect your village? Let's just say we don't agree with the way the king runs his kingdom. Does that mean you're a bunch of rebels? Javen wasn't sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, something like that. Our choices are hide, enslavement, imprisonment, banishment, or death. I can see why you went with hiding. Glad you approve. She reached into her purse and tossed stalker dust in the air. When it landed on the shield, it created an opening. After you. Javen bit his lip and walked through the makeshift door. He found himself on top of a wooded hill that overlooked a village in the valley below. 
With the aid of the moonlight, he could see that three large buildings formed the hub of the village, and dozens of streets spanned out from the hub like spokes on a wheel. Small, flat-roofed homes lined each of the streets. He could also make out several farms and ranches on the outskirts of the village. Which one's your house? Esmeralda stopped beside Javen and pointed to one of the ranches on the far left end of the village. That's us. Ready to go home? Javen nodded. Ready. They walked side by side down the hill. No lights were on and no people were milling about as they entered the quiet streets. With the size and shape of the stone houses and the quaint layout of the village, Javen felt like he had stepped back in time to medieval England. He was starting to relax and enjoy the experience when three men ambushed them at the village edge. One tore Esmeralda away from him, one grabbed him from behind by the throat, and one stood in front of him holding a sword to his forehead. The sword-holding villain was the only one to speak. Don't move, he ordered. With the tip of the sword pressing into his skin and causing a trickle of blood to run down his nose, Javen felt inclined to obey the order. If you enjoyed today's storytelling episode, but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com backslash insiders. There you can secure your free digital copy of The Dragon Collector as part of the DK Drake Starter Library. But The Dragon Collector will only be included in the Starter Library through the end of these 21 days, so be sure to become an insider by November 10th to get your free copy. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. <laughs>